0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 43 of Bleeding Blue, and in two days, that's one and then two, Thursday, March 27th, regular season, New York Yankees, Evil Empire Baseball will be played. With the round of applause, you can clearly hear that Renato's here, and we also have Brett here, and we're going to finally talk about the evil empire Yankees, and we haven't even done that since the beginning of spring training. We have a few announcements about Bleeding Blue in the podcast moving forward. We're going to talk about how good the Yankees are, how good we want the Yankees to be, how happy we are that the Yankees are back. So without further ado, let's bleed. Blue,
1: blue, 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 blue that
0: was two usually usually you're feeling pretty good whenever you do the barracuda intro twice that's how i know you're feeling really good Brett. yeah
1: it's my code it's your code
0: that's your code (laughs) code. all right so uh, welcome back um we are here to talk about the evil empire yankees and that's a surprise why so (laughs) surprised Talking so much. We've been talking so much Giants, and I have a little bit of an announcement, but I want to, but I want to figure out how I'm very white in this camera, by the way. Like this, this Google Hangout, I'm very white. Um, how are you doing? How are you doing today, Brett? I'm white all the time. You're white all the time.
2: <laughs> very white all the time, in fact. <laughs> Renato, how are you doing? I got the Monday blues, but I am ready to talk Yankees baseball. I, I need, I need Justin. Need Yankees baseball. Need. You need it in your life. Inject it into my veins.
0: Devil's hockey hasn't really treated you very well. Nope. During the off season, uh, playoffs last year, we're like, "Oh, I'm ready for Devil's hockey. I need it. It's just stupid baseball." That now it's like, "Oh, I need it. I, I need it so bad." <laughs> Was that Cartman? <laughs> I need
1: to win. Was that a little Cartman voice there.
0: I have no, you, you, you bring up these people, and I have no idea who they are. It's South Park. You need to. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't watch that. I am not a delinquent. Oh, that's you know what?
1: Tape. You you just you just lost like our entire listenership right there. I just basically just lost like all of society. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Um, Renato, I feel like you wanted to say something and I cut you off.
2: Me, but since there's no playoffs this year for the Devils, it's all about the New York Yankees,
0: the drunkers. The nueva drog junkies. exactly, as my as my Dominican friends would say.
2: Really? Yeah. Josie, listen, I didn't realize. Well, they <laughs> jo- that way. Josie
0: Josie McFly, if you're listening, no. But I, I went to this uh I have this one uh, friend named George. I actually met him on the path train on the way to uh Yankee Stadium last year, and we were complete strangers. And he just was like, "Are you going to the Yankee game?" I told this story on the podcast last summer. He has a long sleeve white te- white shirt on. And it, mind you, it's like it's got to be like 80 degrees out. And he has white shorts, these really nice sneakers. He has like a a, a Gucci, what do you call it, fanny pack on. <laughs> and he's like, you going to Yankee Stadium? I'm like, yes, I'm going to Yankee <laughs> Stadium. So he's like, can I, can I just follow you? I'm like, yeah. And then we just talk and we are like great friends. now. Not really great friends, but I still talk to George every once in a while. It's always good to make friends. Always good to make friends. Always good to make friends. Um. So, yeah, we have a, a little announcement. As I mean, if you're a dedicated Bleeding Blue follower, I thank you. There's not there's not many of you, but there's there's Shh. a few. We are. Shh.
1: Don't tell them that. Don't know, tell them don't, that don't tell anybody we're really, that. People, we're really popular.
0: Yeah, people people think that we're really popular, especially yeah. with my tweet that went that went like kind of viral with the yeah. with all the Giants jerseys. You know? 220 likes. No, I think I got it up to like 230. I think. Oh my goodness. I think it, that's not viral, but neither here nor there. There's been a lot of Giants content that's been coming out lately. And the draft's coming up and the offseason, there's been a, just a lot of movement. And this is honestly just a credit to the NFL and how basically baseball. The season stopped. Like obviously, when the season stopped, the rest of the sport stopped as well. And it wasn't really until in the middle of spring training when kind of like you kind of felt like the off season was still going on and going forward with the Machado and the Harper signings. But really, the direction that I really want to take bleeding blue, we've been getting a lot of a decent amount of traction with the Giants content. And the Giants episodes and the Giants tweets and the live streams and some of the articles that we've written on the website, which check out our website if you haven't checked it out. I, wa- I really want to keep that more updated over the summer, but really, this Bleeding Blue is going, it's still going to be dedicated to both the Giants and the Yankees, but we are going to hold ourselves more accountable of releasing Giants content, trying to release Giants content every single week, as opposed to the Yankees content. If we can get an episode out once every week, great, but if we don't, um, you know, just don't don't expect a yankees episode every single week like we still brett renato bocora myself uh brett's not a yankee fan but brett loves to come on and just talk yankees um and renato Boker and our you know, myself we're all big yankee fans but we're not really going to hold ourselves to releasing episodes every single week so does that kind of make sense fellas does that make sense the way that i put it makes that
2: makes perfect sense to me justin
0: all right lovely yeah, and then lovely. it makes sense Makes yeah. sense. I, I can wrap my mind around it. Yeah. I, it's just, it's been a lot more, I mean, even though the Giants kind of suck, it's been a lot more, I've gotten a lot more enjoyment out of kind of like spending my time on that. It's It's been a lot more exciting. It's been more fun interacting with people. And then I, I, I it also comes down to, I, I see that there's an ability and there's an area for growth with the Giants and Bleeding Blue as a as a majority Giants podcast. As opposed to, there are already so many great Yankees content creators that I would just prefer to just react and then to have here, than to have a good time with that, rather than to like spend all my time to try to become like them. Um, so that's also what it kind of comes down to. I see that there's more of an area for growth for Bleeding Blue with doing the Giant stuff. So I hope I explain that well. But uh, let's let's talk some Yankees because there's going to be a the long-awaited off season and Gary Sanchez coming 10 feet away from extending that series against the Red Sox, the humbling pill that we had to swallow. It's now back. We have the chance to right the wrong. 2019 has been the calendar year that's been circled for years. It's officially, officially, officially go time. Renato, how are you feeling? How are you just feeling about baseball just being back in general?
2: I'm very, very, very excited that baseball's back. Like, after... October last year, seeing the Red Sox hoist the championship. We all hated that. I think it's time, as you said, to right the wrongs. 28 and 2019. It's going to happen. going to happen. It's going to happen. Book it. Okay. Book, wow. book, book your parade tickets now. Wow. Remember, yeah. remember the previous episodes I've been saying, Yankees 110 wins, Justin. 110 Whoa. wins.
0: Now, all right. That, that, that I think is a hot take. That I think is a hot take. That I think is a hot take, but I but I really just like baseball gives you a routine in your day, where you know you have something to look forward to at the end of your day, where
2: right.
0: it's this one thing that is constantly, constantly, constantly on. And ever since they did this whole new, they they're giving teams more off days now. That kind of threw me for a loop sometimes last year because I was just like, oh my god, I don't know what to do on this off day. I don't know what to do on that off day, but. Nevertheless, just 7.05. I think there's a lot of games that are on at like six thirty five this year,
1: where they're trying to move some games up so they don't end as late. Which I'm kind of in favor for. That's cool. Yeah, I actually, I actually always find myself at like six thirty, being like, I want the game to start now. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I'm always getting a little anxious to to get the game started. So six thirty game would be maybe, maybe my anxiety will just be moved up to six o'clock. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm also I'm also just like I I like to eat dinner relatively early. I know some people like eat dinner really late, where there are like people like sitting down eating dinner at seven eight o'clock. Mm. I am I am sitting down and having dinner at five five thirty, and I'm done by six thirty. Everything's cleaned up. Everything's done by six thirty. Yeah. So then you have that thirty minute forty minute waiting period of like I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> So I don't, know, I don't know what to do without
1: Yankees baseball.
0: I don't know what to do. I didn't plan for this in my day.
2: <laughs> so That's a
0: gap. I kind of enjoy the pace of baseball better than football because football, the exigency just every Sunday, it's so, well, ah, oh, this is a do or die situation. I, I feel like Yankee fans sometimes act like it's a do or die
1: situation, but really no. 162 games. <laughs> no. no, Brett's like yeah, no. <laughs> Yankees fans act like it's a do or die situation. No, uh, never. I I would never say that. You guys it are psychotic. A, yeah. And that's coming from a Philadelphia <laughs> fan. You guys are psychotic.
0: We try our hardest and we do our best, Brett. <laughs> that's
1: we try our hardest. Line.
0: We try that's the great line. Got it from John Boy. Um, okay. So we, we didn't really do stuff during spring training, which I feel like it's fine. I honestly feel like it's fine. Here Here's here's the theme of this episode. Here's the theme of this episode. If you are really upset about anything with this Yankees team right now, if you're like actually like upset and you're like, oh, the I don't know about the rotation or, oh, I don't know about this lineup or I don't know about If you're Just like shut that not just shut it, but you need to reevaluate what you get upset about in your life. Like in general, because <laughs> sure. if you're getting upset about what's going on with this Yankee team right now, then I'm sorry. You you need to reevaluate a lot of things in your life. So that's <laughs> with a broad brush right there. <laughs> now we're going to get more specific. Let's start off with a uh, Mike Taukman. I think I said that right. Then I? I, I love
2: this guy. I love him. Brad,
0: how did how did you how did you think that this name was pronounced? I thought it was pronounced Mike Touchman, and then that's also what you searched into Google when you first when I yes. first told you who this player was. Yeah, I did. I want I want a shirt made. I want some sort of funny shirt made of you know Mike yes. Touchman. That's, would, yeah. that's that's what I would. That's that's what I like. Yeah, you're, th- you're kinda... that
1: might not be as might not be as appropriate as one you're wearing right now.
0: No, no. No, I, I I also want a shirt. Talking Yanks also makes a shirt that says spit in my mouth. Let's go, Yanks. It's one of my favorite lines ever. Kind of flirting with wearing it in public. I don't know if I should. I think I should. <laughs> spit in my mouth. Let's go, Yanks. All right, Renato, tell me why you really like this guy. Despite him having the same Major League Baseball OPS as Tyler Wade, which I believe is in the 460s, tell me why Mike Taukman is going to be
2: I don't even know if he's going to be great, but tell me why you just like him. The, this guy is, is a great, like, like he's an excellent hitter. This guy reminds me a little bit of, of Andrew Hardwell, the way This guy. Is. He hits some contact, gets some speed, and he, he's starting to hit some power, too in the minor leagues. He hit a 313, I believe, last year in the minor leagues, AAA with, I believe, 15, 20 homers. So the increase in homers really helps. I we know. Got,
1: I want to I call a timeout here. Timeout. We're on, we're on a run right now. We're on a run. We got we to stop this momentum. In the minors. I can't can, can finish, bro. Can In finish? the minors, can okay. finish?
2: all right, play again. All right, so I mean, again, this guy's gonna be a fourth outfielder right for this team this year, and I get it. Uh, Tyler Wade's done an excellent job this spring, but I think the Yankees feel like they have with remember, I, I'll give front sugar Shane Robinson last year. Remember that, you guys? Remember sugar Shane?
1: Oh, absolutely, you guys, you guys are gonna miss him <laughs> when it comes to the sky touch. Oh, man.
0: no, Brett, no, we will not. <laughs> <laughs> we would rather miss him?
2: But, but oh, to get, ref- my point is, I think he would rather have a fourth outfielder than have another utility guy. So I think they figured, all right, let's see if we can try to get a fourth outfielder, you know, try to get some depth. And, you know, maybe it does give be another Luke Voigt. Diamond the rough, sucked in the major leagues, hit well in the minor leagues, and then makes something happen. Who knows?
1: Again, I'm but- also suspect of Luke Voigt, too. I'm looking at you, Luke. I'm watching you.
2: Luke. Right
1: here. Watching you. Again, it's always suspicious to me when a player who has done nothing in the majors until he's like 26 or 27 suddenly becomes good for a year.
2: The analytics, baby. The analytics. analytics. No, I mean, think, think about
0: how crowded the the Rockies outfield has been, especially considering you got cargo out there, Charlie Blackman's out there. They don't have I, cargo out there anymore. What what I'm hearing about Taukman is that I'm not and I'm talking about in the past Brett, where Tauchman has the story of Luke Voigt, where there have been players that have been blocking him from getting to the major league level, but, he has, but he's a very similar player to Tyler Wade, except he's in the outfield, and except he can give you a little bit more power. Here's some of his minor league numbers, and this is actually kind of insane, just how many games he's played. He's played 600 games in the minors, and he's an 824 OPS hitter in the minors. Amazing.
2: Pretty damn good. It's that's but it's kind really
0: of it's kind of nutty, and Brett, Brett, you say that sarcastically, but
1: no, I'm not really, being sarcastic. That those are good numbers. Those are good numbers. How could you be sarcastic? Those are objectively good numbers. But I know you're not really. I mean, obviously, you can't take them
0: totally seriously.
2: No, of course not.
0: Especially considering that you know he has the same major legal PS as Tyler
2: Wade.
0: Yeah, show me. Yeah, talk to me.
2: this, this guy, all right, last year. For, for the AAA Rockies, batted 323, all right? I don't like batting
0: average, he, Renato. You know I don't like batting average.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm going put the batting average he, he He only struck out 14.9% of the time.
0: Okay? Right, right.
2: So, discipline was much better, all right? He hit 20 home runs and drove in 81 RBIs
1: with only 70 strikeouts.
2: Dude, he, he was,
1: like, yeah. in the stratosphere. Of course the ball and, flew.
2: And, and he also stole 12 bases as well.
1: A so. little bit of speed, a little bit of speed.
0: Now, initially, when I when I heard this move, my, my brain went to okay, John Carlos Stanton. We don't really want him out there in left field. But what this really comes down to is God forbid, anything happens to Gardner because who the hell would be roaming center field? So that's what well, this I Delaware. think that's <laughs> this move really well, yeah. I mean, and clearly. They don't value Tyler Wade in the outfield, which I don't think they should. Like I feel like,
2: no, he's a, he's a really infielder. He fans
0: is. that are criticizing and and I even had this sentimental moment for a little while when I first heard this move. I was like, you know, it, damn, you know, you kind of feel bad for Wade because the dude played his fucking heart out during the spring. He did everything that the Yankees asked him to do. He got the bat speed up. He started hitting much better. He started hitting the gaps. He started really running the base as well, and he played great defense. He made some really good defensive plays at second base, shortstop, wherever he wherever they put him, and really just what it came down to is it's kind of crazy to see the snowfall effect that has happened because Aaron Hicks has gotten hurt. It's led to Tyler Wade going down, and then it's also led to Greg Bird wouldn't be on the opening day roster if it wasn't probably for Aaron Hicks getting hurt. So it's kind of crazy how the snowfall effect of this one injury, out of all the yeah. injuries that we have, it's been the Aaron Hicks injury that has kind of had this snowball effect. And There you know, we go.
1: There so, we go. Yeah. All right, you, fi- you fixed it. I was I, You fixed it. Fix what? You said snowfall effect a couple times in a row there. Oh, I was going to say snowball yeah, well, no, snowball is the right one. I know. you said snowfall effect twice. Oh shit, I'm, <laughs> I'm an idiot. So I thought I thought that's what you thought the the, the phrase was. So no. I was gonna say, you know,
0: I have I have that moment sometimes where I'm going back and I'm editing and I'm just like I and there's no and there's no way for me to fix that. Like you know what I mean. There is no way that I can like, I can't, well, like, you
1: could, you could add the ball. You said before and put it on and it replaced the, uh, no, that's, too, that's too much. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I don't, know. I don't have that. I don't
0: have that time. Nobody, nobody should do that. Um, nobody has that time. <laughs> yeah. But really, so Renato, here's my question. You're very, you're very high on Tauchman and we, re- you know, we recognize that this move <laughs> is for kind of Giancarlo to get him out of left field. Kind of a big fuck you to Clint Frazier because he can't play defense, and he said that he can play center field. The Yankees really like to humble Clint Frazier, and now it's actually getting kind of funny. Last year, I felt bad for him. Now I'm kind of laughing at him because he thinks he's the shit, but he's clearly not. And also because he hasn't played baseball think in such he's a long a time. Shit? Clint Frazier thinks he's the shit.
2: Yeah, have not seen his tweets before, Guy?
0: Just the way that he carries himself, he fucking shows up late to workouts and he has like the wrong cleats on and he, they, he just, the Yankees just love fucking with him. I, I think they really do. Cause he's just not Yankee. Like, so Clint Frazier was sent down to AAA a while ago, but Talkman really is a replacement for Gardner. So how much playing time? You know, you, really you know, you know who,
1: do? you know who pinstripe alley compared Mike Talkman to who Garrett Cooper. I'll take that. Hell yeah, I'll take a Garrett Cooper. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just I saying love that, that that's, I'll take that. How do you I love, love Garrett Cooper? It's good. It's good he's, solid. he's solid.
0: He's solid. Renato loves the prospects.
1: <laughs> he's not these aren't prospects. These are aging minor leaguers. Those are no longer prospects.
2: Mm. Yeah, but I, I I those guys are like you know, if those guys play well, you know,
1: they they be good for us. This yeah. Philip Deal guy they traded was pretty good. Yeah. I, I give up. I give up. This guy had a 1.35 ERA over 26 and two thirds innings. And that's an eh. Those are the minors 2018. So this guy is 28 year old nobody in the majors or gets an amazing. And, and, and this guy Deal gets an eh.
0: Come on. It's also a matter of the Yankees don't need
2: more arms. I know the Yankees the Yankees could develop any arm they want, man. They're the the kings of the of, of developing arms. The kings.
1: Okay. I'm just yeah. saying this guy could be okay. Luke Voigt doesn't happen every time. Right. Hate I understand say. that. I understand. You don't you don't know, think understand I understand but you know I'm what? just saying. I'm just saying, man. You, you're, you're, you're pumping yeah. him up a little too bit. I just think he's more than the Shane Robinson of last year. People would
2: think this guy's like Shane Robinson. No. This guy can actually produce at the major league level. I'm telling you. How, How do, do you he
1: know it. he hasn't yet? He hasn't. Watch. 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 But you're acting Watch. like you know he can And I and there's no I know possible he can. Way I've to seen know. this guy there's play. No po- I know he could do it. I know he could do well, it. Well, here's why. Here's why. When have you seen the guy no, no, play? No, okay. no, 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 no. No,
0: here's here's why. Here here's why you can argue that he has the potential to do it because Mainly used in the Colorado Rockies as a pinch hitter. Mainly used as a pinch hitter. He didn't really necessarily get the chance to get established at-bats. Like I said, it's the story of Luke Voigt, but the player like Tyler Wade, except he's an outfielder, and they can throw him in center field. It's That's literally, I feel like that's where the conversation ends. And this is kind of like the last question I want to ask before I really want to move on, because we shouldn't be spending... Fifteen minutes on Mike talkman but <laughs> I how much? I told you we would. Time, I told you we would. How much time do you really Realistically, expect this guy to get.
2: Especially be because you? if Hicks, you know, if I'll Hicks is, yeah, go ahead. If, if everyone's healthy, I can see maybe once, once a week, twice a week, occasional day off, for put him in the outfield, put G it's the H. You know, unless someone gets hurt again in the outfield, this guy be a defensive placement, you know, maybe get one, two starts. But again, since he, since he's 28, you don't, you don't have to risk putting him in the minor leagues. while Wade gets every day at bats. So it's, it's, it's a no-brainer for me, in my opinion. Right. And I think the Yankees really do value
0: guys getting every day at bats. So that's why Ooh. I think they put down Clint so quickly, the AAA. They want him getting the every day at bats. They want Wade getting the every day at bats. But believe me, like, the reason why Wade was, like, so pissed – Especially right after that news came out. It's because, you know, these guys, I don't, they want to be in the majors. They want to be with the Yankees. I think they could care less about getting, you know, quote unquote, every day at bats if they're just, you know, on the major league roster. I think Wade is going to play more games and he's going to be a bigger piece of this team than Mike Taukman.
2: We will see.
1: We'll
0: yeah. See. And you now here's the thing I don't know if Taukman's really going to get the opportunity to come out and for us to say, oh, you know, you said because Taukman can be a major piece of this team, or something like that, or like like a sneaky, like a sneaky piece to this team this year. I don't even know if he's going to be able to get that full opportunity. So we we shall see. Do they really not want Stanton playing in left field a lot? How often is Gardner going to need a rest? Is Gardner going to come out and be, he's going to be hitting well? Are they going to want to just get some new fresh legs out in center because if Gardner starts out slow? So, it really, it just comes down to the kind of like those, those kind of questions. So, any, any other final thoughts on our friend, Mike, our new friend, Mike Taukman? I'm good. No, you're good. Okay. Brett, Brett, Brett got heat.
1: You were heated because, there because we need it. We need it. We need the He's heat beat. One, one does not simply just claim that Taukman's going to pan out like Luke Voigt and encounter no resistance. <laughs> One needs resistance when you're gonna make such <laughs> heinous claims, Brett. Brett, guess what? What? Amen to you, buddy. Amen to you. All
2: right, so hey. should we should we go over the uh the opening day roster just for shits and giggles? If you want,
0: yeah, let's do it. <sighs> yeah, take take a breath, take a breath, breath, take a breather. <laughs> If you're a
1: real Yankees fan, you should probably know the opening day roster. All
0: right, but we're gonna no, we're gonna we're gonna go over the
1: roster.
2: We're gonna do it. And, uh, Are you criticizing my man? Just over here, bro. I am. All right. We're just What's gonna, gonna
1: to do? <laughs> We're gonna be the Kardashians. Just just a reality TV show now. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> Catchers: Gary
0: Sanchez, Austin Romine. Infield: Luke Voigt, Greg Bird, Gleber Torres. DJ Lemayhu, Miguel Anduar, and Troy Tulowitsky We'll talk about Troy Tulowitsky Outfield, oh Giancarlo Stanton, Brett Gardner, Mike Taukman, and really? Aaron Judge. Starters, Masahiro Tanaka, who's going to be getting the ball on Thursday. James Paxson, who will be getting the ball on Saturday. J-Hap, Domingo Herman, CC Sabathia has made the opening day roster. He will be on the roster for approximately maybe four to five days. He'll serve this five,
2: the- five. Cinco
0: five that's that we have an exact number that is confirmed five days then he'll go down after serving a suspension he'll go in the il the dl whatever the hell you want to call it the
2: il uh, il get it get it right Just, no
0: no no dl and then most likely it is being speculated that johnny lasagna will be the fifth starter for the bullpen Araldis chapman zach Britton, adam onovino chad green tommy canely jonathan holder Steven Tarpley makes the open opening day roster and Louis Sessa is on the team since he has no other options left to go down to the AAA. Both him and Tommy Canley do not have any more options to go down the AAA. A. So if there's any bad stretches
1: of possibly one or both of those guys, they could be and, DFA'd. And by the way, a uh, breaking news here. Also, Mariana Rivera and Dennis Eckersley are coming out of retirement to join this bullpen. <laughs> That was great. That was that
0: was funny.
2: Wait, can can I further this sequence? Yeah, go ahead. All I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna talk to all. How many teams? Twenty nine teams.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Other teams. Uh, l- less, Last time I checked, there was fifty. <laughs>
2: <What>? <laughs> Whoa! So all you Sorry, twenty nine other teams fan bases are listening. Go look scoring against a bullpen. That's all.
1: Yeah, just tell them that your bullpen's not as good because it's a fact. Your it's bullpen bad. is factually not as good. And Della Batansis is hurt. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's just, you might as well pile on at this point. Bring, bring back the all-time greats. Who cares? Hey, hey let's,
2: let's sign Kibble, too, all right at this
1: point. <laughs>
0: yeah. You have the yeah. money. There was there no n- not really. There was an article today that that was like, oh yeah, why why not the Yankees sign Kimbrel? I'm like, really, <laughs> really is this is this really is this really an article that somebody actually sat down and devoted time to writing? Oh, why hey, not you, the Yankees sign Kimbrel?
2: Listen, listen, you could put innings one through nine with a closer. <laughs> yeah, really. I know. If if
0: if if the Yankees went out and signed Kimbrel, then how can anybody be opposed to having an opener? Like really. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if a team like the Rays can somehow go out there and win like 85-something games with having openers and pitchers that nobody's heard of, then, oh, my God. All right, but that actually is a very good transition because, and maybe instead of talking about lineup first, I kind of want to talk about the rotation and this All kind right. of interesting interesting situation, the situation the Yankees got going on right now with Sevy being out CC being out with the suspension and then also a little bit of an injury. And then what are we going to do with the fourth and fifth spot? Domingo Herman really did have a really good spring training. He developed a curveball a little bit more. Renato, um, I'm of the belief that it is a very, very good idea about using an opener for Domingo Herman, getting him out of the first inning because we all know how terrible he was in the first inning of last year. And then after the first inning, I thought he pitched pretty well. So are you a fan? Are you not a fan for using an opener for either Domingo Herman, Luis Sessa, or Johnny Lasagna, depending on who starts in the fourth and the fifth spots?
2: Well, based upon what I'm hearing, Justin, right? They're going to go to the four guys in rotation. That is going to be Tanaka, Paxton, Hap, and Domingo, right? Mm Mm-hmm. After that, there could be an opener situation before they bring back lasagna. I would not be opposed to it. Not at all. Like so I, I'm still in the old school belief, you know, starters, you know, pitching every five days. But in this case, with the Yankee rotation being so thin right now as is, maybe it's not a bad idea, especially to give those guys some rust. would not be a bad idea.
0: Get them and next it, day. Tanaka not going to the and you would think in about maybe two weeks, you would hope Gio's ready. <sighs> Gio, Geo, Gio, I hope so. Because here's here's the challenging thing. Obviously, you have Tarpley who could be sent down because Dylan Patanzas is eventually going to come back in the bullpen. So somebody's going to have to go down. And Sessa could be DFA'd. Sessa. The Yankees have like this such weird, obs- it's like a Chase and Shreve obsession that they have with, with Louis Sessa, and we already know it. They could DFA him. They could send Tarpley down, but then eventually, when all They'll these guys tar- want to come up, when all these guys want to come up, even Geo, what are they going to do? That's that's
2: that's my question. I, I get the answer. What's your answer? They're probably going to send down either Bird or Wait. That that is true. Well, probably Bird. Probably Bird.
0: Isn't this crazy? How we worked into this bizarro world, that Greg Bird is now like going to be like our number three hitter opening day possibly.
1: Possibly, Bird's amazing.
0: I've been saying it even when he was hitting one seventy. All you bitches, I, I, I
1: have I have a larger agenda for Greg Bird. Believe me. L- listen carefully when I talk about Greg Bird, future Philly. <laughs> <laughs> nope, <laughs> you 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 don't get it. Do you, do
2: you know what happened today, guys? What happened today? Greg Byrd took an 0-2 pitch, right? hmm Almost yeah. hit a homer in the opposite field. Hit off oh. the wall. Damn, nice.
0: That's Still all o that he's been Kale.
2: doing. Oh, go, go the other way with it. It's a pretty, pretty nice job by him. That's all that
0: he's been doing this spring. He He's taken a few lefty. He's had a few lefty-lefty crime hits and homers that, that he's pulled. But basically, everything major that I've seen – He's gone the other way, and the power is amazing. The power is amazing, the op- the opposite field power. So, hey, man, hey, man, it's, it's going to be – it's so tough, though. It's so tough, and this is why, like I said, if you find anything to be, like, upset or angry about with this Yankee team right now, you need to reevaluate what you get angry and upset about because we're talking Let's about – Let's upset any more spaghetti. <laughs> because we're talking about – I have no idea what you just said. Because we're talking about this good problem that we have – where I don't even know does Greg how many options does like Greg Bird have left? I don't know. Is I don't. I like. Sure. I. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Somebody who's smarter, tell me how that works. Um. So so yeah, that's that. Renato. Um. Why don't you give us your opening day lineup? Since I know you'd like to do that.
2: Bum, ba-da-dum, 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 ba-da-dum.
1: Should I get that music again? You should. I should. All right. I'll find it. I got it somewhere. And by the way, what I said. Uh, Justin was less upsetty, more spaghetti. I had, I uh, now, what
0: do you consider spaghetti? Is spaghetti like different than pasta? Uh, yes, it's a specific kind of pasta. So spaghetti is like the long, the long yeah. pasta, the long okay? thing. I yeah. did not, I did not have that tonight. I'm not a big fan of that because I have to cut it, and I'm not good with the twirling of the fork thing. So.
1: I have a complicated no, relationship with you. Don't, me, you You You're spaghetti. not obligated to be Italian. I mean, y- y- you can just be some you know regular guy who just like shovels it and sticks it in your mouth. I I have to cut it. I like. You have rip, to cut. You're it one of those shreds. people. I, do. I just like. I just like put it and like slurp it.
0: Oh no, no, because then I'm at the I'm at the table. I'm then I'm like leaning over the table and I'm just like rah, 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 and I'm and it's like, yeah. falling from my mouth and I look like a yeah and I, I'm like a bar I'm like a <laughs> barbarian. I am a Barbarian. Wow, you are a Barbarian. Renato, um, cue the Star Wars music and give us your 2019
2: New York Yankees starting lineup. (laughs) Batting first, the center fielder, number 11, Brett Godman. Batting second, the right fielder. Number 99, Aaron Judge. Number 99. Batting third, first baseman. Number 33, Greg Bird. Number 33. What a world we live in. Batting cleanup, the left fielder. Number 27, Giancarlo Stanton. He was hit in the face with a pitch once. Number 27.
1: I think that's how they should introduce him. (laughs) Mike Stanton. He was hit in the face with a pitch once.
0: (laughs) I'm going to try to find a fun fact for the rest of the players that you read in the lineup. Okay, go.
2: Batting fifth. The designated hitter. Number 45. Luke Voit, number forty-five. I believe his full name is Lucas. Batting six, the third baseman, number forty-one, Miguel Andujar. Miguel can't play
0: defense. Andujar. John Boy shook his hands once, and he said they were very clammy. That might explain why he can't throw a baseball. Ah, that's that's good inside knowledge. I like that. Mhm. Okay, go ahead, Renan.
2: Batting 7 and doing the catching behind the plate. Number 24. Oh, yeah. Gary Sanchez. Is a kraken an octopus? What is a
1: kraken? It's a sea monster. It's, it's a, a sea monster. monster. It's, a, it's like a fictional uh, sea monster, basically. All right, go ahead, Renan. It looks like a giant octopus, yes, but it it's a, it's a mythical creature. Okay.
2: Batting eighth and playing second base, number twenty-five, Glaber Torres. Number twenty-five. Fun fact: His name is pronounced glibber.
1: <laughs> oh, called out, called out.
2: <laughs> and batting knife, the shortstop. I don't know this guy's number. I forget. Twelve. <laughs> Joy. I think he's 12. He is 12. Not and cases. that is your 2019 opening day lineup for your new York Yankees.
0: I hope the Star Wars song is, is that long. I'll be able to I'll be able to copy and paste it, maybe play it over a few times if I have to.
2: Was that good right there, did though?
0: That that was that was wonderful. I was I really and I also liked the fun facts. I thought they were really fun.
2: I like the fun facts
0: too. I'm glad, I'm glad I know what a crack it is now. I didn't know that before. I mean, I knew I kind kind of knew what it was, but I I didn't know like, you you didn't know it
1: was like in folklore and stuff like that, you
0: know? No, no. All right. So here's, so here's what I want to do. So that's Renato's opening day lineup. And I think that's pretty good. I will agree with it. I will wholeheartedly agree with it because it's honestly just so crazy that the Yankees just have, they have so much going on right now. There's so much going on that you could just put any of these pieces anywhere and it's fine. So this is what I kind of really want to talk about. This is what really gets me excited. I'm really excited to order this book. I can tell, I can't tell you who the authors are because I'm a bad guy and I'm a bad host, but inside the empire, they were on the mic. the, the, The two authors were on the Michael K show this week and they had a really good, like, around like 40 minute interview where they really spilled the beans on um, and they really told what their book was really going to be about. And it's basically on the behind the scenes on what happens in this Yankee organization. So I'm going to read off some, maybe some obvious points and shout out to a uh, Smitty and Salit. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Smitty and S-E-L-I-T-T-E we follow each other on Twitter. We've been following each other on Twitter for a while. I believe they have their own podcast, their own. They basically made like 27 main points that were taken from that interview, so they
1: really went in deep on this. Um I have a I quick wa- question before you start. Yeah, go right ahead. Wait, so Smitty, right? Smitty, yes. Like what's it like? Like S M I T T Y. Yeah. Like Smitty, Worm and Man, Man Jensen. Oh, we love that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we love we love
1: we oh my
0: you love your spongebob references it's actually insane you like them more than i like them
1: Be- because like the yankees this year he was number one. Oh my you're you're out of control
0: <laughs> you're See, out of control that's
1: the reason okay go ahead
0: all right so we learned a few things from the michael k show interview with uh, the inside the empire authors so one of them is the story of Joe Girardi and how he was quote unquote fired, even though that's not, he was not fired. He was just not re-signed once his contract was up. Apparently he like sat down in Brian Cashman's office and he was like giving his plans out for 2018 and they different things they could do with the lineup. And then Cashman just stopped him and said, Joe it's over. And apparently then Joe Girardi, big masculine, Joe Girardi, stone-cold Joe Girardi, just started crying. And then he called Hal Steinbrenner. And then Hal was like, I back Brian Cashman's decisions. But virtually – That's a script right there. Yeah. yeah, actually happened. Yeah. But this part I do believe where Joe Girardi was basically not brought back as the Yankees manager. And that no matter what happened, even if the Yankees beat the Dodgers in the World Series – that was going to be a decision that was already made once Girardi had the beef with Gary Sanchez. And the fact that very similar to Joe Torre, where just the message was lost, you know, almost 10 years, Joe Torre was around for almost for around 10 years. Girardi was around for 10 years. The message just kind of died out. Like the whole military, just whole approach. It just died out and the players lost that overall vision. So they moved on and they, apparently they knew that they were going to move on. And, I think we talk, and I think that's an obvious thing. That is an obvious thing. I think everybody kind of already knew that. Um, this is something that I definitely knew. And I've said this since the day Aaron Boone was hired. Apparently, there are people in like the tunnels. So like outside the dugout, and they're in the tunnels that make most, if not all, in-game decisions – and that message is relayed to Aaron Boone. The analytics team is set out right outside the dugout tunnel.
1: No. The information
0: is relayed to Aaron Boone. And then that's how the, but it's just hearing how the decisions are made. Cause I've always want, I've always wondered like, how does, how do they know? That. But how do I mean, we've called Aaron Boone a puppet before. Like we, we have. And Basically, how he was hired, this is what I found to be so fascinating. How Aaron Boone was hired is that he was given a list of players. Now, these lists of players had no identifying information on them besides their statistics, besides their analytics, and besides their stats. He was instructed or he was asked to organize a lineup, one through nine, of based off of just the analytics and just the statistics, how he would organize... The lineup one through nine. Apparently, he aced it. He got every single one right. The same way that the analytics team would form that lineup based off of the statistics. So that's how apparently that's how like how Aaron Boone was hired. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That is wild and also disturbing. But I mean, you hear that you hear that on tw- you see that on Twitter all the time. I know I know Jake uh, talk at talk and Jake the uh, at talk and Jake does this all the time where he's like player A. Player B, which one would you choose? And I know a few Yankee pages and a few other Yankee pages do that too, where it's like Player yeah, A, Player B, which one would cool. you choose? Yeah,
1: yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean that that's pretty old. I, I've seen that from for a long time now. But basically, you know? that's how the Yankees hired yeah. Aaron Boone.
0: It's how well he can listen and take what the analytics team gives him. And again, I feel like we know this, we know this, but just like getting yeah. the context of it, of how it happens, absolutely insane. Did you hear? Did you hear this now? This is kind of – I don't really know if I believe this, but this was one of the main things that they talked about in the second part of the interview, that George Steinbrenner wanted to move the Yankees out of the Bronx. He wanted to move the new stadium to the Upper West Side because he didn't like how – the Bron- he didn't think the Bronx was safe. And also, George Steiner, oh, yeah, Steinbrenner – you remember that? And then also, George Steinbrenner yeah, that, wanted to sell –
2: They were trying – them and the Jets were trying to buy the, the West Side yards. Mm. I remember mm. that. Well, you he's guys remember right. that? The Bron- no, I don't, the I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah the right. Yankees and the Jets are both trying to get stadiums at the West Side Yard, but no no one even got got them. I don't know.
0: That makes and then, sense. And then also, George almost sold the Yankees to the
1: Dolans. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God, no. no. So let's think about... Really? How, close? How close did that disaster come to
0: happening? The contract apparently was written out and, and I think all oh it might have needed was a signature. Jeez.
1: But again, oh how, like how serious yeah, how how franchise seriously? almost ended? It almost ended. No, but wow. George
0: George would have still I think George would have still been in the position to make the executive decisions okay. of the team, like or Probably. be a part of it. Um, but the Dolans would have been also getting a lot of money from like the yes network and everything like that. I don't know the total specifics of it. But let's just think of a hypothetical situation. What would, what would be happening? Because also what, what that also would have consisted of is it would have been a partnership between the Steinbrenners and the Dolans. So Steinbrenner would have also had a say in the Knicks. So how many championships would the Knicks have?
1: Wow. true. Still yeah. zero, but interesting. <laughs> Still zero. <laughs> um,
0: okay. Um, so let's see. The authors knew. That the Yankees were not signing Harper or Machado back in October when they interviewed the front office. So apparently that has been a thing, despite them taking Machado out to dinner or all whatever kind of. I mean, obviously, I think they've pretty much been very transparent, but I think a lot of people might have thought, hey, it's a smoke screen, it's a smoke screen. Brian Cashman got something off his sleeve. No, they were just completely honest. And they were just like, you know what, we're not really going to go for that. Let's see, I already read that. Um, they really this is also something that I really want to. I'm looking forward to reading as well about talk, you know, we talked, we joked about how John Carlos Stanton got hit in the face with a pitch, but apparently that like caused him like such trauma. And apparently after he got hit in the face with the pitch and part of like his face was totally, totally like part of his face was like literally shattered. And then his overall journey of coming back and hitting a baseball and getting psychologically prepared to do that. Like, I can't even imagine, I cannot even imagine yeah. like, you know, cause if you think about, how quick your reaction time needs to be when a 90, 95-mile-an-hour fastball is coming at you, and then the fact that you couldn't even recognize that it was about to hit you in the face. Nutso. Just just complete just complete nutso. Just lets you know about like the, the how crazy the game of baseball is and well, how crazy so you have to be of, to some succeed Some of these
1: fastballs are not straight. They are running in hard. Right. So, I mean, honestly... It, it, it's not that he has a bad eye per se, although sometimes he does, depending on you know how hot or cold he is. Just these fastballs just come sailing in, and you don't realize that they're gonna hit you until they actually do. You know, I, I would like to see the pitch. I mean, obviously it's horrific to to see it, but I'd be curious the movement. I think, I think it was
2: yeah. a straight four steamer.
1: Yeah, straight four I think, steamer.
2: I remember, I remember watching it a lot, and I think it was a straight four steamer. I think it was no no movement. Hmm. There's a fastball up and in. and got away. From
1: I him. just kept chasing him. This
0: is actually something I can kind of get behind of, where it's not so like totally like crazy, like Joe Girardi breaking down and crying and calling calling the owner of the Yankees. Brian Cashman <laughs> saved Joe Torre's job multiple times and felt absolutely betrayed by Torre when he wrote his book, The Yankee Years. I, so not I, I,
2: I can see that. I can see that.
0: You yeah, you could probably speak a little bit better on that. How. I can you know you can imagine just how wild and crazy George Steinbrenner was, and how maybe and how yes. possibly he wanted to fire Joe, but Cashman was the one to save his job.
2: I, I think right after the '04 debacle, mm-hmm. I think George was like, "We got to, we got to win," and every time they collapsed in the playoffs, it was like, George was probably a ticking time bomb. I'm sure, so I'm not surprised that that he wanted to fire so earlier than when that they did. I'm not surprised. Also, this is
0: very very interesting. This is probably. One of the most I'm saying this, this is probably one of the most things I'm looking forward to reading, but they really went into great detail about Brian Cashman being the most powerful man in baseball. The Yankees have the biggest analytics team by far. The analytics team just has much say in trade discussions, signings, everything like that. All baseball decisions. The analytics team has just as much say in those decisions as Cashman does. And they really Damn. talked about – I mean you you want to talk – you really want to talk about an empire. Like we think of the evil empire as like the players, right? You think of just Judge and Stanton and all these great players that the Yankees have compiled over the years. And like that's the accumulation of the evil empire. But really like what these guys – and you know, especially in this interview, I feel like what this book is really going to portray, that the real evil empire is the people behind the scenes that are making these deals – the expansive network that the Yankees have. And this is from being a a Yankees regular season ticket holder. Some, one of the things that I, one of the big takeaways that I have is just like the Yankees don't fuck around with anything they do. They do not do anything half-ass. So you could just imagine that they they're dealing with a 21 year old kid who's spending a, you know, who's spending a a little bit of dough uh, on getting 20 games a year. If they're, treating you know me i feel like i'm fucking first class imagine just the expansive (laughs) network and what the and what kind of the thought that goes into these analytical decisions i can't even fathom it i just can't you're gonna like this renato apparently you know because you know we talk about brian cashman sometimes you know he could be very cutthroat and you know, with these analytics, they're very cutthroat. You know, you see Tyler Wade being sent down after having a good spring. Oh, you know, you should reward the player for a good performance and blah, 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 blah. Aaron Judge is the face of the New York Yankees. So there is no, there is no like, you know, oh, you know, Aaron Judge is just another, he's just another statistic. They value him as a Yankee. They want him to be a Yankee for life. He will be the next captain within the next few years. So how do you like That that?
2: I am I'm not surprised once one, one better, Justin. Not surprised at all. All right. So we talked about um he is he is the he is the face of the franchise. I mean come on, if we can, in the second year, if we can get a whole judge's chambers in the outfield. I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it
2: pretty much said to me who would to be the next captain at that point. Like if you think have a whole fan section dedicated to you, right field. I mean, come on.
0: They didn't plan on trading for John Carlos Stanton, that was not a part of the plan.
2: Oh, of course it wasn't playing, but when Gino when calls up, be like, Yeah, I'm gonna trade you stamp for cheap, then of course I'm gonna do it.
0: You know, and the whole and the whole thing was is that they had Glaber, they knew that they had Glaber Torres waiting in the wings. They knew it. I know, which it, it's just crazy. Like you, you know, you think about these things, and especially like hindsight, it's just crazy. Like it was Cashman was able to literally get away with murder, with murder.
2: <laughs> he did. He did.
0: Okay. So, what else? Um, I think that's it. I mean, there were there were a few other points that were made, and of course, you can pre-order the book now. If you pre-order the book now, it's like sixteen bucks if you like buy the book now, which I think I'm going to do tonight. Um, and not
2: wait I think for we should it to buy the actually come out.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs>
2: As an question the book, bleeding blue baby, bleeding blue. Yeah, leave a, a
0: tweet. Tweet at the authors and say that uh, bleeding blue told me to told me to buy this book, and they'll be like, "Who? Excuse me? What did you just
2: say?" And then they'll listen Wait, to, this, should,
0: podcast. They'll listen to the, this podcast. They'll
2: listen to this podcast. At bleeding
0: underscore blue. No, uh, there's two at bleeding double, double underscore, underscore, underscore blue double
2: underscore.
0: because bleeding one underscore was already taking was already taken. Got it. <laughs> yeah and those authors are going to listen to this podcast episode like these people don't know what they're talking about <laughs> all right so i i think i think that's it um uh we had this yankee team has a lot of injuries let's name them seve cc hicks dell and Monty, and jacoby ellsbury oh we didn't get a chance to talk about ellsbury which is honestly my favorite thing to talk about but despite all these injuries you have to feel very very good about what is going to happen you have to feel excited for baseball to be here and that's basically it. Right?
2: What else is there to say? You know what I had to say? What do you have to say? Let's get twenty-eight, baby. Brett, what do you have to say?
1: Let's don't get twenty-eight baby. Go Phillies.
2: <laughs> Fairly suck. Fairly suck. <laughs> Whoa.
0: Who's who's getting the oh Arnola's getting the opening day nod? Who's getting the second day nod for the for the Phillies? Arietta. Arietta? Okay. Yep. Okay. I mean, All right.
1: Perfect.
0: Who's your who's your uh who's the player that's going to surprise everyone the most in the Phillies lineup?
1: I think it could honestly be uh any number of players, probably the players at the bottom of the lineup mostly, because the top of the lineup, those are players everyone really knows. I mean, yeah, obviously you guys know McCutcheon really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows Segura pretty much, at least if you're a at least a, a decent you know baseball fan anyway you follow pretty closely obviously Harper Mudo, these are all names so the so names towards the bottom I, I think Herrera uh Odubel Herrera You've, you guys have probably heard of Odubel Herrera Oh he's right? good. Odu- Oduble. Yeah I love Odubel He's got a really he's really big leg kick Yeah he does he does and he's extremely inconsistent because of that um but honestly think t- to me he has a ton of talent but he needs to focus and, the, and he's really been fo- you know basically been he got in early this spring, and he's apparently been focusing really well. He he came in in shape, unlike last spring training, and he honestly he looks jacked. You know, he looks he looks mm. ready to go. So mm. I, that'd be the guy I'd watch. Do
0: You see, Gleyber Torres and Aaron Judge both cut. They they are not lifting their front foot anymore. Yeah, they cut they cut down the leg kick, and they look inc- they look incredible.
2: Judge, Judge is saying that to help him with like the full counts, the 0-2 counts, you know, being more disciplined to play.
0: I mean, Glaber Glaber hit a home run the other day, and it was the first time that I noticed that he's not lifting his front foot anymore, and the balance, just yeah, Justin, looking so much in balance.
2: Mm-hmm. Judge, Judge said six of the seven home runs have been, been with the, the front foot down.
0: Yeah. I mean, oh. just being keeping all of your weight on the back of your leg, and that's where all your power is. I mean, it, I, I don't know why more players don't do it. I'm not a hitting coach, but I mean, every time I feel like... Some, they go, somebody cut, cuts down on the front leg kick. I feel like numbers and approaches at the plate immediately go up and the production gets so much better. Um, but yeah, again, I'm not
1: I, a I, 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 I think I, I definitely agree with that. I've seen that so many times, even outside the Yankees. Um, and I think it's because, you know, when, once you have that exaggerated leg kick, it kind of, it throws you off balance immediately. You're on one foot. You're on right. one leg. And it, it kind of like it, it locks you into swinging a certain way. And I feel like it maybe it's harder to adjust because you don't have that kind of balance. you know is right. in the case where if you don't have that ex- exaggerated slide. um. So I, th- I think I think uh, those two will have great seasons. I mean they would have anyway, but maybe even better with those adjustments. Yeah. All
0: right, we shall see Yankees baseball being played this weekend. Yeehaw, home opener. Renato is going to be going on Saturday with, with my with my tickets. He'll be seeing James
1: Paxton on the mound. Otherwise, known as Bill Paxton. That's my my nickname for him, aka the Big Maple. It's yeah, so weird. Peace, so weird Bill Paxton. So weird without the beard. <laughs> Looks weird, so weird without the beard.
0: <laughs> weird without the beard. All right. Um. You know what <laughs> you got to do, everybody. Name. That could be a
1: podcast name. <laughs> that could be a podcast name. Is it? think about it that's been a yankees thing forever no facial hair weird without the beard
0: oh my god that should be like a players podcast that they have
1: yes yes
0: ryan Ruko, ryan rucco call me up all right um <laughs> yeah. we're hopefully we're hopefully going to be having a giants episode brett we may be recording that tomorrow you know what i'm saying um okay actually no when maybe wednesday yeah the tomorrow wednesday will you know what i'm saying it you feels like I'm, we're like in a little you, you inside deal here You know what I'm saying? Um, You know what I'm uh, saying? Wink, wink. (laughs) You know what you got to do, everybody? You just got to keep on bleeding blue. So stay tuned for a Giants episode a little bit later in the week. And enjoy Yankees baseball. Enjoy winning baseball games. Hopefully, we're going to have a really great season. Excited to go on the journey. Peace out.